Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Pat Cummins. I'm Josh Hazelwood. I'm Lisbon Kawaja. I'm Mitch Marsh. I'm Mitch Stark, and you're listening to the Unplayable Podcast. This is the Unplayable Podcast. On this week's episode, we preview Australia's first test against Pakistan and the JLT Cup finals with new Test Vice Captain Josh Hazelwood and chat to Australian women's batter Rachel Haynes about the Aussie series win over New Zealand. We start with Josh Hazelwood, who is set to make his cricket comeback with New South Wales in Thursday's JLT Cup qualifying final against Victoria at Dremoyne Oval. Josh, first thing, congratulations on becoming Australia's Test Vice Captain. Tell us how you got the announcement. Uh, yeah, it's um, pretty exciting, to be honest. Um, Trevor Holmes rang me um, a couple of days before it was announced, and then he obviously had to fly to, to Dubai and, and, and let Mitch Marsh know as well. So, um, yeah, it's exciting, and um, I'm looking forward to the, the challenge, I guess, the extra responsibility, and um, I think we'll work well together as a as a combo, I guess, the VCs, and, and work well with Payne, make his job as, as easy as possible. Now, you guys went through a bit of a leadership process, didn't you have to pitch it to... to the coach and the captain and all that type of stuff. I'm thinking it's like a bit of a shark tank thing. Did you come in there with a couple of different ideas? How did that play out? Um, I think everyone had the, I guess, their presentation structured a little bit by probably Michael Lloyd, the the psychologist. But um, it was a pretty daunting room and um, David Peaver, the the big boss, and um, a few ex-test cricketers, Mark Taylor and Greg Chappell, and, and a few selectors and the coach. So... Um, it was pretty daunting and, and nerve-wracking. It's not something we do every day, so um, it was a little bit different and a few of the boys were nervous, but it was um, it was a good experience to get it done and um, I feel like, you know, to get your point across and your view of, and your vision, I guess, of how you see the team moving forward and um, it was a good opportunity to get that done. Was there one curly question they threw at you? Maybe just one curveball just to try and throw you off the scent? Uh, no, not really. Not for me, anyway. Um, it was pretty much what I was expecting, I guess. There was a little bit of discussion or question time at the end, and um, yeah, nothing that I, that I wasn't expecting. So I uh, thought they might say, you know, what's your favourite pizza topping or something. Like <laughs> no, it was a bit more. <laughs> there was no icebreakers like that. All <laughs> uh, right. And you're going to be with Mitch Marsh, and he's done a bit of captaincy for WA. But what's your captaincy experience like? Um, not much of late. Um, I've been the, the youngest in the team a lot of the times the last probably eight to ten years moving you know through the ranks. But um, I'd have to go back to, to high school cricket probably and you know the first 11 team at a high school. I, I captained that for the last couple of years and then, um, yeah, nothing since then. So there's been a bit of a break. So what's going to happen, say, Tim Payne has an unfortunate injury and you guys are both on the same side. You're not over there in uh, Dubai at the moment. Um, what happens then? Do you guys... Flip a coin? Is there a rock off? Yeah, maybe, um, maybe rock scissors paper. <laughs> um, I'm not sure to be honest. Um, we'll have to wait until we're in that position. But um, yeah, maybe I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. And I guess it's about just you guys. I think you said before about helping Tim and is about restoring the way that you guys want to see the the ship go now under JL and Tim Payne. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know about getting that ball rolling. Um, you know, earning the respect and um, get that crowd back on side and, and the public. So, 
um, anything we can do on the, on or off the field. And I mean, a big one is is how we play on the field. I think probably ninety ninety five percent of people that's the only time they see us mm. is on the field. So um, it's about you know playing the right way in the right spirit of the game and um, still be very aggressive and competitive, but um, get that balance right between how we want to play and um, stay aggressive, stay the Australian way as well. Does this change your pecking order in the fast bowling cartel? Stark's the chairman, I think self-appointed chairman. Now that you've got this, does this elevate you above him or is he pretty Is he pretty precious about that? He wants to hold uh, on to that tag. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, he obviously is for this tour. He's, he's, um, you know, there's a few other quicks over there, but he takes the medal for this trip. Um, you know, We might have to have a, a meeting when we get back and start of the summer and um, I've got a couple of weeks to get Paddy Cummins on side as a, as a vote, so um, we'll see how we go. The first test over there in the UAE starts on Sunday. Um, have you been speaking to the, any of the fellas over there? Yeah, I've been speaking to a few of the guys. Um, the temperature comes up occasionally. Um, <laughs> you know, they say it's nice and, nice and toasty over there, but um, they're really enjoying it. Different environment, I guess, with a new coach, new captain, and um, they're really enjoying the... I guess there's a lot of young guys as well bringing some energy and enthusiasm to training, so... Um, pick those old guys up when they need it. Looks like they've picked a pretty full-on side for that tour game that's currently ongoing. Um, some good results for some of the players. Nathan Lyon taking eight for... You've seen him throughout his whole career. He just seems to be a master of the subcontinent now. Yeah, he just keeps getting better and better. Um, even last summer during the Ashes was unbelievable, really. Um, he bowled so many overs and just didn't go for runs and picked up wickets. Um, it's perfect foil, I guess, for us three quicks. We can do our thing from one end and, and he do, does his job from the other. So um, it's great when he's bowling well. It's really good balance for the team. Um, and, yeah, as you said, subcontinent-wise, he's gone to another level. I think that was his fifth five-wicket haul in the last six games or something like that. It's it's just ridiculous stats and um, hopefully he keeps it up during the test. And Michael Nisus shared the new ball with Mitchell Stark. You've shared the ball with Starkey. Most of you, most of your career, what do you have to do in a bowling partnership to get the best out of Starkey? Yeah, obviously he takes the win for starters, but <laughs> <laughs> um, Ness has got to get used to running into that wind. Um, I, I think you know Starkey's just a natural wicket taker. Um, you know, he, I think it's how you, how you use him as a as a captain as well is is a big one. He can you know obviously win you a game in, in a one spell sometimes, a bit like a Rabada. So if it's not quite happening sometimes, it's it's about getting him off and, and, and saving him up for later on, I think, and using him at the right times throughout the innings or throughout the match um, to get the best out of him. Uh, probably not someone who bowls long spells, but um, you know, in the space of three or four overs can take three or four wickets. So can really blow a game open um, in a short space of time. Mate, if you get the captaincy, that might change. You might be running. You might be running into <laughs> no, it. And you might be bowling with it. <laughs> That'd you be great. Can, and you can also change the batting order. Send him down to eleven. <laughs> and what about Nisa? He's performed very well for Queensland over the past couple of years. What's he going to bring to the side if he makes his debut? Yeah, I mean, he's even talked to the New South Wales guys here. They they say he's just always he's a trier. He's he's always always at you. Um, a very competitive guy, um, and I think he'll bring that to the Test team. He's just. You know, plays above his weight in, in some regards and, um, you know, steams in all day for you and, and can chip him with the bat, um, really values his wicket. Just one of those guys who, who you love playing with and, and gives everything, um, you know, every day he plays. Lots of runs for the batsmen as well, most notably the Marsh brothers, uh, a 90 for Sean and then Mitch Marsh with, I think, 160-plus by the end of it. Um, great to see those guys spend a lot of time in the middle not to score runs but soak up a lot of balls as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that, I think they faced probably more quicks than what they would have thought um, heading into the game. But 
to get um, some valuable time in the middle in a, in a tour match, there's nothing nothing better than that. Um, and, and the boys have batted big, which you, you've got to do in your first innings in, in those conditions. So it's a good blueprint for the for the test matches coming up and, and hopefully they can keep that, keep that up. What did you make when you saw that team list come out and there was no front-line spinner for the Pakistan A-side? Yeah, I think you can look at it a couple of ways. Um, you know, maybe they're a little bit on the shy, I guess, timid side by not playing a, a spinner and they're trying to hide them, obviously, from us and, and go down that road. But I think if you were them, you'd, you'd play your, nearly your best spinners and try and bowl us out twice and create some doubt in our batsmen's minds that way. So, um, yeah, they may be a little bit scared, um, you know, not trying to show us any spin, but... I mean, got, we're going to face a lot of guys in the nets. Um, you know, we've got spinners come over from India, I think it was, with, with three, and we've obviously got um, three spinners of our own. So the guys are going to get enough in the nets and, um, you know, around training. Yeah, they would, it's not like they're going to be thinking going to that first test. They're not <laughs> going to play any spin bowling. I'll tell you what, Manus Labashain might owe Matty Renshaw a few beers. He got a run in the two days in that India A series when Renshaw went down with a hammy and is now batting in Dubai after Renshaw took a nasty blow to the helmet. Word is Renshaw is getting better and better each day. Have you heard anything? Okay, um, that's good. He's um, yeah, he's obviously. I think he's had some some strange concussions over the last um, couple of years. He headbutted, I think, a, a dugout in one game, <laughs> an Aussie A game, and missed a, missed a couple of games. But um, yeah, if he if he's obviously right, he'll he'll play. But Manus has got a, some opportunities over the last couple of months, as you mentioned, and as that as uh, Matty Renshaw a couple of beers, but he. Manus is one of those guys that just lives and breathes cricket and um, if he gets those opportunities, he's going to take them. So, um, and he's brewing in there at, at, um, at short leg as well for the spinners. So, um, yeah, if he gets a game, he, he won't let us down. And how, are you gonna, how do you go as a cricket watcher, Josh? Are you going to be up there late all night? Um, it's not too bad a timing in, in Dubai. Um, but, oh, yeah, I find, it, I find it hard to watch, to be honest. It's probably my... I think it is my first Test Series um, since I started where I haven't been on the tour. So... A little bit different feel for me, but um, yeah, we'll see how we go, I guess. You're going to be back for the Blues on, on Thursday, is that right, for the semi-final against uh, the Vicks out at uh, Dremoyne Oval? Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, Paddy had a hit out yesterday at, at Dremoyne and um, got a bit of rust out, I think, so I'm looking forward to it. Played great cricket a couple of weeks ago and everything went well and um, looking forward to Thursday. Um, I mean, the, the nature of this competition, the one-day competition, everyone's still in, in it and involved, so you can still win it. So a couple of games in a row. We've got some momentum now from the last two games, and I'm um, looking forward to getting out in the middle. For that blue stuff, that great game was against David Warner. You wouldn't have bowled against him in a game for very long. No, no, not in a, that was probably the first time, to be honest. Um, bowled to him in, a, in an actual game, so obviously plenty of times in the nets and, and trial games and things, but... Um, yeah, he's a he's a pretty tough guy to bowl to. I can see the issues that, <laughs> that everyone else has. So, um, but he knuckled down and got 150, I think, not out, and, and won him the game. So, um, yeah, he's hitting him pretty well. I reckon. Uh, I think he hit one bounder a few. He might have pitched once. He cracked through the covers. But then when you and Trent Copeland came off, the first change yeah. bowlers came on. I think that one of the first balls he sent out of the ground over the road at Coogee. Yeah, that's right. I think he. Um, was just seeing myself and, and Trent off and then, um, you know, waiting for the other inex- more ex- inexperienced guys to come on, I guess. And um, it's quite a good challenge to go through, I think, as one of those young guys to, to come in and, and see one of the top batsmen in the world and, and bowl to them on a Saturday in grade cricket. It's a pretty special moment for them as well. And, um, you know, they'll be better off for it, I think. The yeah, Blues have got the Vicks uh, in their semi-final. As you said, all teams are in the playoffs. But who's impressed you the most, not even from a, a team aspect, from a player aspect? Um, yeah, I think obviously the, the team aspect of Western Australia, they've got some great depth. Um, they're missing quite a few players in, in the UAE, but 
got terrific depth over there at the moment. Um, I think from from a home point of view, probably Jack Edwards um, after last night was, you know, he's he's threatened to do it the first couple of games in the in the JLT, but now you know to get that big hundred, um, I think he's the youngest guy ever in the in the competition. So it's pretty special, and um, I think he'll just keep kicking on from from there. What about Darcy Short? I mean, you don't want to be a bowler bong as for what is in form like that. Yeah, there's a few guys floating around. Obviously, Chris Lynn and Darcy and, um, you know, there's a few other guys. Josh Filippo from, from WA as well. They they all give it a whack. Max Bryant. So, um, you know, there's some big hitters at the top of the orders to, to get teams off to a fly, which I think you need in, in one-day cricket. So, um, you know, hopefully they keep performing and, and keep knocking on the door for next level. Some big hitters for the Victorians too. You've got like some Mick Maddens and Cameron White and Glenn Maxwell coming in the middle order. Yeah, they got um, they got a nice balance, I think. Uh, Victoria, they got Maxwell and White and and Hanscom, obviously, who can who can bat through the order, uh, bat through the inning. Sorry, and um, yeah, Madison there, you have a point to prove against us on on Thursday. But um, yeah, I just think they got great balance and they got some experienced bowlers as well. So they're they're always a tough tough outfit. And for the Blues, no better sight than seeing Moses and Rekers get a hundred. Yeah, it's been um, it's been great to watch him. I mean, he's he's worked hard. He's he's had some opportunities for Australia in different circumstances over the last few years and um, you know it's always always great to see him get runs I think the other guys really feed off it he's obviously a bit of a, a leader here at New South Wales and a senior player obviously and the young guys love love watching him do well so what's your international comeback looking like Are you uh, targeting those games against the Proteus yeah so those three ODIs against um, South Africa I think that's early November so we'll, we'll work back from there and play some cricket through October what, what we need to, to get right and um, be flying by then and it's kind of a bit of a new era um, of Australian cricket with JL Paney now and there's new broadcasters. It seems like there's a lot of change in cricket. How are you feeling heading into the summer? I think probably excitement's the, the main thing. Um, we, we've done a lot of work with, as you said, Channel 7 and, and Fox and um, they seem really keen as well to, to get the summer started and Fox have got that cricket channel going 24-7 with, for, for the cricket lovers and... Um, I think there's just going to be so much cricket on this summer. It's going to be great and um, some some good Australian stuff. And we're probably the underdogs in the, in some regards for the Test matches. But um, you know, always at home, we feel confident um, that we can get the win. So hopefully, the crowds can get back on side and um, we can get some good crowds to the games and um, put in some good performances. Well, Josh, if you can't stop and watch those games on Fox Cricket, there'll be plenty of highlights on cricket.com.au. <laughs> so check out it. We'll do. Next up, it's Rachel Haynes, who we spoke to at Brisbane Airport as the Aussie women's side was getting ready to fly down to Canberra for the third Combank women's T20 against New Zealand on Friday. Rach, what's the feeling in the group like after sealing the series in straight sets? Yeah, I think there's a really good buzz um, around the team right now. Um, you know, I, I guess to win our first home series as well um, after a few a few years having not done that, uh, the team's really excited about that and I think um, feeling really positive about the style of cricket we're playing. Yeah, more than six years since a T20 series win over New Zealand. Why do you think that's, uh, that's been the case? Look, they're, they're a good team and they've got some really um, dangerous players, I think. So, um, yeah, by no means, are, you know, are they um, you know, an easy team to beat? So I think it was really positive for our team to, to come out there and... Um, yeah, show the intent that we have and when I guess the momentum hasn't been our way to, to really fight and stay in the contest and um, yeah we've I guess um, yeah, executed well under pressure at certain times and um, been able to, to get across the line 
two pretty comprehensive six-wicket wins in both the first two games, Rach. Is that kind of the blueprint moving forward of how Australia, especially in run chases, want to play? Yeah, I think so. You know, one of the strengths of our team is our depth. Um, so we want to make sure that we've got really good intent throughout the innings and, um, yeah, just maintain that aggression throughout and maintain momentum in our batting innings rather than going back into our shell if things aren't quite going our way. So I think we've we've done that really well throughout the series and there's been different people stick their hand up at, at different times as well, which has been really positive. So 69 not out in the first game and you're barely needed in the second. What do you put your good form down to? Uh, yeah, it's a, a tough one. I guess it's nice that I'm hitting the ball well at the moment and uh, the other thing as well is we've just we're playing so much cricket at the moment too. So, um, yeah, I guess I've been able to just maintain um, some form throughout, you know, coming back from KSL and then coming into the Australian summer as well, which has been really nice. So, yeah, I just want to continue on doing that. And when I get my opportunity, um, yeah, try and make it a really good, healthy contribution for the team. When Alyssa Healy goes off like she did at AB Field, what impact does it have on the rest of the team? Oh, she's such a, a dangerous player and um, such a clean striker of the ball as well. So I think she showed glimpses of, glimpses of that in the first match and um, unfortunately just got out. But, um, yeah, she's such a, a great player to watch and very free-flowing. And, yeah, so it gives you a lot of confidence when you're, you're sitting on the, the bench and watching her go about her business. And Megan Schutt won the Player of the Match award in Brisbane. And I'm going to say, Rach, that she should have been the Player of the Series in last year's Women's Ashes. Um, but what, <laughs> what have you seen Megan do that's taken her game to the next level? Oh, I, I think her, obviously her swing of the, the ball is threatening, but her change of the pace are exceptional and her yorker as well. And the key with that is being able to execute it under pressure. And I think she's done that really consistently for our team over a long time now. And she's such a threat in this format of the game as well when batters are, are really coming at her. And so yesterday, you know, from our perspective, it was no no surprise that she was able to to do what she did and obviously um, in that first game as well. And I think the other player as well alongside that was um, Delissa Kimmets too, the way she bowled under pressure um, when New Zealand were really coming at us as, as well. Um, she, she really um, you know, played her role quite well too. What's it been like playing in front of big crowds at North Sydney Oval and then AB Field and with a huge TV audience as well? Yeah, it's been really cool, to be honest, as a player to, to walk to the ground and, and see um, the buzz and just have that atmosphere as well. Um, obviously, it being a home crowd too is, is something that's really special because in tight moments or what have you, um, you can really feel their support. And so, yeah, it, it's just been... I guess, a, a really exciting feeling when you're at the ground. Now, 12 months ago, you were preparing to lead the side in the women's ashes. How has it been this time around, just focusing on your batting with all those extra responsibilities um, given back to Meg? Yeah, it's it's probably a little bit more relaxed for me, to be honest. But um, I, think, I think Meg's done a, a great job leading the team. And um, yesterday, I thought she was exceptional as well with the way that um, you know she made sure we maintained our composure when, when Bates started to... To come at us and um, yeah she was just extremely reassuring to the group and yeah so for me I'm really just there to, to support her and, and, and my teammates as well but yeah I think um, just a bit more relaxed for me. Still a fair way out but this team is building nicely towards that women's world T20 in the Caribbean. Uh, you couldn't have asked for a better start in this series. How do you think the team is placed heading towards that tournament? 
Yeah, I think we're playing with lots of confidence at the moment, which is important in this format. Um, I don't think we've got everything, uh, I guess, perfect, which is probably a, a good sign as well, that we've still got little things that we can tidy up and, and work on. Um, but, yeah, it, there's some really positive signs there, I think, for our, our team. And as I said, we're not just relying on one or two players to get the job done for us. We're, we've had different people standing up in different moments, which has been really pleasing as well. Now, two from two, but there's a game left in Canberra. What's the message from the coaches and the captain been heading into that final game? Yeah, I think it's just not getting complacent and not letting the, the foot off the pedal. Um, you know, we want to be a team that's really ruthless, and I think this is a, a great opportunity for us coming into the third game. Um, yeah, it'd be great to, to win the Series 3-0. Uh, we've got a really good opportunity to do that. Now you're about to fly uh, to the nation's capital. Who are you sitting next to and who's the one person you don't want to sit next to? I'm actually not sure who I'm sitting next to. I usually get next to Elisa Healy because um, our surnames are, are close, but um, I've heard Taylor Vomenik isn't a great flyer. Um, <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, hopefully, maybe I can be calming and sit next to her. Fantastic. Well, all the best, Rachel, and thanks for talking to us. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget you can catch every ball of the JLT Cup and Combank Women's T20 Series live and free along with bulk highlights of the Men's Test Series against Pakistan in the UAE on cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.